With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into this Christmas Eve edition of the Lombardi Line as the Sunday pregame power-up rolls on on VSIN and DraftKings Network. Start your Sunday every weekend with the sweat from 8 to 10 Eastern, followed by us here on the Lombardi Line from 10 to 12. And finish all things NFL previews, everything you need, with Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff, leading you right up to the start of those early games. Speaking of Brent Musburger... Saw him yesterday out there at the Las Vegas Bowl I was on the sidelines for. His alma mater, Northwestern, beating Utah last night. Uh, He and Arlene were decked out in the purple. They were living the dream yesterday, Michael. And your boy Bill A.D. was right there Mm -hmm. doing his reporting right there from the sideline. He stayed for the entire game, watched the comeback, come from behind. I mean, Northwestern's a tremendous story this year, right? I mean, did anybody suspect that they were going to be able to overcome you know, the Pat Fitzgerald situation that happened this summer and then translate into being able to win a bowl game against a good Utah team. I mean, you know, Utah usually rises to the occasion, but give Northwestern credit. I mean, they played the kind of game they needed to play, seven-point dog, and they win by seven. Yep. Utah, obviously, you know, shorthanded. They had some opt-outs. They they had a number of injuries this season. It was a tough year for them. For them to still have an eight-win season was pretty great. And, and you said it about Northwestern. I mean, how many people said, myself included, that that Wildcats team might not win a game this year? No, they I mean, end up... I'd have bet the under. Absolutely. Their, their win total was three and a half. It seemed like just chaos ensuing from every direction you looked. They bring in a defensive coordinator who comes from an FCS program, has never been a coordinator at the Division One level, thrust into the head coaching role, and he's been tremendous. We had some really, really good meetings with David Braun this weekend. He seems like the perfect guy for the job. Glad they removed the tag for him. And uh, an eight-win season in a year people thought they might not win a game and a Las Vegas Bowl win. Really, really cool. It was a, was fun for me to be on the sidelines for that one yesterday. I got a home game, Michael. This never happens. Never happens. Isn't that great? I mean, you didn't great. have to go to the airport. Oh. You didn't have to worry about the travel. I mean, this is the hardest time of the year to do the traveling. So that's awesome for it's you. The, I, the I, I mean, things. and then you go off to what's the bowl game in Phoenix? What do they call that one now? Yes, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which again, guaranteed for this rate. Vegas girl, so cool that I got to do the game here in my hometown. And I'm covering the UNLV Rebels against Kansas in that game go. coming up Barry on Tuesday. Odom. Yes, sir. Yeah, so. Barry's done a great job. 
you know, I mean, Barry's done a great job for UNLV, and, and so I, I hope they can continue this going. Kansas, I'm sure they've had a lot of opt-outs. I don't think the starting quarterback's going to play. Is he, Stormy? He's been injured. Um, but but yeah. Jason Bean, the guy who's filled in for him for a good portion of the year, he'll be starting for yep. that game. But uh, he's, I mean, that guy is explosively yes. fast, Bean. Oh. I mean, he can fly. I, I don't know if he can control the football, but he can fly. <laughs> he has, like, acceleration. It, it gets faster Ooh. at the end of his run. Yeah, he, he told me that he's always down for a race, but nobody on the team wants to race, and they're too afraid they'll I pull a hammy. It. So they got, you know, they, that, that's the, the reason. But uh, Kansas, a 13-point favorite in that one. So a big favorite, but two programs with, I, I think, a lot of parallels of teams that have been terrible for a pretty darn long time that are on the come up. And so I'm excited for that one for sure. Total, pretty high, 67. And I, I, I do think there could be a lot of points when it comes down to it. Because even, even if UNLV does, like, take a hit and Kansas runs away with it, I mean, they're still able to fully capable of scoring 24 plus points regardless. So I'm excited for that one, but we have games that we have to continue to talk about in the national football league. Michael, sorry that my college football brain gets us sidetracked, but uh, what result last night surprised you more? The fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to put it on the, the Bengals, especially offensively eclipsing 30 points for the first time all season long, or that Buffalo who seemed to be surging had a really, really rough performance and needed a late field goal in order to get past the chargers. I think obviously the Buffalo one, I, I kind of thought, look, one thing we know about the AFC North, they're always close games, no matter what happens. Right. And to go into Pittsburgh, you know, when Pittsburgh's down and you know, there's so much going on in Pittsburgh's locker room that you had, you, you were going to have to play your best game to beat Pittsburgh. I, I Minka Fitzpatrick, not playing this guy, not, I mean, that was all irrelevant. It was all going to be Mike Tomlin getting his team ready to play. So that one didn't surprise me. The closeness of the Buffalo Charger game. When I looked, you know, the first quarter, we were having a, a dinner, a family dinner. And so I missed a little bit of the first quarter. Next thing I know, it's 10 nothing. I'm like, oh, my God. I wasn't expecting that, right? And so then you go back and you start watching the game. And then one play, 10-7. Then the next thing you know, the 14-10. to And then you got to give the Chargers a little bit of credit. They had some life. They fought hard. They were able to get through it. So but they just didn't have enough to win it. And the champion, the Bills, they fought and they were able to find a way to win in front of really essentially their home crowd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is so sad to say. Poor L.A. But uh, yeah, this Bills team closed a 12.5 point favorite. They only win by two, but a win's a win. They've won three straight for their last five to improve to nine and six, firmly cementing themselves as an opportunity to be in the playoffs. Remaining schedule They've got the Patriots coming up on New Year's Eve and then at Miami to close things out, a huge division game to end the season. How about, um, let's get, as we look ahead to some of the games coming up today, some injuries to update folks on. The big one, Trevor Lawrence clearing concussion protocol. He is expected to go, and with that, we've seen a big line move with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Jaguars game. Yeah, that line, you know, with Lawrence coming back, they opened up as the three-point favorite. It moved to where you could get Tampa as the favorite, and now we're coming back to where we have this line has shifted back to Jacksonville's between a one and a one-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on where you are. DraftKings here in New Jersey's minus one, so it's all over. Look, we do know this. Lawrence plays better on the road. They're 6-1 and one straight up on the road. They're 6-1 and one ATS on the road. They're a very good road team offensively and defensively. And, and Baker Mayfield and this Bucks team, winners of three games in a row, hasn't been pretty, but they were able to go into Green Bay, win a game. They went into Atlanta, won a game. This is their first time home in a while. 
You know, and they've got these weapons with Mike Evans and Godwin. They can't really run the football effectively. They've got to make plays in the passing game, and Mayfield has done it. And as long as you don't rush Mayfield down the middle of the field, he's going to make some throws to these receivers. Even in the Atlanta game, where he was bad for most of the game, he had the one drive that put him ahead, closes it out with a win. And even then, Atlanta has a chance to come back and, and, and kick back into the game, and they, and they throw an interception late. So I think this is going to be an interesting game because Jacksonville is slipping. They've turned the ball over too much. Their defense isn't as good as we think they are. Tyson Campbell, their corner, their best corner's back. That's certainly going to help today. They need them. Yeah, and Zay Jones, by the way, questionable, not expected to play, according to Ian Rappaport. We know this Jags team has dropped three straight. And for, for Tampa, not that they wouldn't be motivated regardless, but in a really, really good spot to potentially win that NFC South. And according to reports, Adam Schefter out here said, it's incentive season, and our guy Baker Mayfield, should the Bucks win that NFC South division, he'll get a nice milli added to the account. So just a little yeah. extra motivation for our guy Baker. Think about this, though, Stormy. You know, they've won three in a row. And it, like I said, it hasn't been pretty. But since 2020, teams that have won three straight in the month of December are 32-18-1 straight up, 27-24 and 24 against the spread. What does that tell us? That tells us when you're playing well in December, you continue to play well, right? And that's what it's going to be. This game, you know, you want Baker as a dog. You love him as a dog. Right. He's 25-21 and 21 in his career as a dog. As a favorite, he's 13-25. and 25. You don't want him as the favorite. Michael, I'm not sure if I missed something here, um, so maybe I need to get on the Twitter machine, but Miami down to minus one against the Dallas Cowboys now, so we're seeing oh some some things come in here down from the two and a half when we were talking about this game oh, earlier in hour one. it's one all over on my board. Yeah, it's lighting up here. Yeah, it went down to one. Something that must, that must be telling us that Tyreek's not going. I know it's a 4.05 game, but this line movement was pretty steady going towards Dallas, going towards Miami the whole time. And so there must be some really respected bettors placing huge bets. We've just seen that, too. I just got it. My, my board lit up with a ding. And Carolina, just some syndicate just hit Carolina for some huge money. And there is some that line has moved down to three and a half in some places. DraftKings here in New Jersey, it's still four with a little bit of juice on it. But we're seeing the, the Panthers get hit pretty hard here. Do you think and that that's the, the right other one, side? Stormy, the other one, too, is Atlanta. Atlanta's at a solid three across the board now. Okay, let's go to the Panthers of it all, because that's a game we haven't touched on yet today, taking on the Packers. Do you think that that's the right side? I mean, they've they've won another game now, feeling a little bit confident recently. I never could understand how Green Bay's a six-point favorite than anybody. They went into the Meadowlands against the Giants. They were a six-point favorite. I was the idiot on them. I thought they would play well. They had just played well against Detroit. They were playing well. They just beat Kansas City at home. I'm thinking, okay, you know, they're going to go in there and play pretty good. No, not so fast. Turned the ball over three times against the Giants on the road. Come back and play Tampa. I wasn't on this game. I would have played I would have played the Giants. I, I leaned, but I didn't really give it in my Prusso contest. They couldn't stop the Bucs to save their life. Now, here's the reality. Carolina, the one thing Carolina can do is run the football. They can run the ball. The Packers are 28th in the league in yards per attempt, allowing yards per attempt. They're 30th in yards. They're 29th in rushing. A team's go into the game going to run the ball on them. And then when you get into a situation where you have to throw it, you can make pass plays on them. This defense is not good, and it sets up perfectly for Carolina because Carolina wants to run the ball. I mean, they, they want to try to limit 
the exposure to Bryce Young. They want to run the football. Last week, they in the rain, cold storm, they ran for 129. Against the Saints in a game they should have won, frankly, they ran for 204 yards against the Saints. And they ran for 133 against the Bucks, and they were right in that game. So they got to run the football. And if they can run the ball, you know, they're going to be successful. And then defensively, they're a good defense. They're yep. seventh in the league on third down defense. They can rush the passer. They create any mistakes by Green Bay. They have a chance. Do I think they win? No. But six seem like a lot. I think three and a half, four is the right number. Yeah, because of how bad Carolina has has looked over the course of the season, their defense hasn't gotten a lot of love. An underrated group. They're, they're pretty good. And speaking to the Atlanta side of things, who, of course, Carolina beat last week 9-7, I was really high on the Colts coming into this week, but now with Michael Pittman out, no Zach Moss, you do get Jonathan Taylor back, but potentially a, a hiccup as Atlanta looks to bounce back, and you said their head coach's career in Atlanta probably hanging in the balance with this one. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking to bet smarter than VSIN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today. You'll get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st. Only 79 bucks. Sign up, you'll get unlimited access to our daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video, plus all our betting guides as we round out this college bowl season, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited-time holiday offer. vsin.com slash subscribe is where you can sign up for this holiday special. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. He's Michael Lombardi. He's got a few Super Bowl rings. I'm Stormy Tony. I ate some onion rings last night. Um, I think that'll <laughs> get me through the show today. Uh, Michael, we're having fun, though, getting set for all things Week 16 in the National Football League. And this Raiders team that had dropped three games in a row, including an ugly shutout loss to the Vikings in one of the lowest-scoring games of the year, ends up having one of the highest-scoring games of the year last year. They're setting franchise records in a massive win over the Los Angeles Chargers. Costs, Brandon Staley, his job, 
now they got to face a, a tough opponent in the division in the Kansas City Chiefs as a double-digit underdog, getting 10.5, total 40.5. What are you looking at with Raiders Chiefs today? Well, I mean, look, the, this we know the Chiefs are they're going to get Pacheco back. That helps, right? And, you know, when they played the Raiders in Las Vegas, they couldn't run the ball. They had 23 carries for 69 yards. So it was really fell on Mahomes to play well. They didn't turn the ball over in that game. They did a really nice job of protecting the football. But they got behind They got behind 14 to nothing. And, and then from that point on, they were able to outscore them 31-3. Uh, to And they won the game and covered rather easily. Uh, I, I think, to me, this is a game where... On the road, the Raiders offense, they're going to have to run the football effectively. They did in that last game, although it was really Josh. It was Josh Jacobs' long run. He had the 63-yarder mm. on one carry. And then he really only had, at the end of the day, he had like 40, 53 yard, 57 yards So on 19 carries. So they were good in that area. But I think this is a hard game for the Raiders. Like, where do they get their offense from? How are they going to protect you know, they're not going to have Michael Mayer, their tight end, in the game. He's been ruled out. And the Chiefs, I think, can control the football well enough in the game in terms of converting third downs and keeping the Raider offense off the field and making them have to play from behind. If this Raider team can't run the football, then all of a sudden the game's going to get away from them. I'm surprised the line hasn't ticked up, but we know this Kansas City team has not been good in the fourth quarter. They have been able to put teams away, and they've been prone to turnovers. And so that's the Raiders. When they went down to Miami, you know, they kept it a close game because they were able to create some turnovers and Tua gave them the ball. They lost, what, was it 20-10 to 10 in that game? 2013, but... But to me, I think that this is the way it's got to go. The Raiders have to have balance in their offense all game if they're going to be able to cover this number. And when it comes to Kansas City, I don't want to put it all on their wide receivers, but obviously a big part of the struggles that they have had. When it comes to this this back end of the season, trying to make a playoff push, cement themselves to repeat as Super Bowl winners, they've looked off. They've looked different. What do you think the reason for that is? Why have they looked yeah. so different? Because, I don't again, I don't want to well, put it all on that one unit. Well, I, I think the unit is the unit has all issues, right? It's not just the receivers. They lead the league in 33 drops. We know that. They drop a lot of passes. Mahomes had 33 drops all of last year, and they already have that number achieved. So that's a problem. The receivers are not as good, and they're not as talented as they've had in the past, and they're not as reliable as they've had in the past. Their offensive line is a major issue, right? Donovan Smith's not going to play today. So he's going to be out with an injury. And that's another problem. The right tackle, you know, Taylor, he hasn't played well all year. Like, this offensive line has been a huge problem for them. They're not going to have Smith. They're not going to have Kadarius Toney, which might be a good thing. I don't know. It might be a bad thing. But they're, they're, they lose him. And the line hasn't been as effective. People attack them down the middle. I mean, that, that the Patriot game last week, the Patriots had opportunity. It was a 10-point win for them on the road. Great win. But the Patriots had more than ample opportunity. The thing that worries you if you want to pay the Raiders in this game is what Flores did to the Raiders. They, he was able to really neutralize the Raiders' offensive attack by taking away the run, putting the burden on O'Connell, making him have to play a little faster. That fits right into Spagnola's style of how to call a defense. And that's what worries you. And I think that's ultimately the concern. I just don't know where the Raiders are getting 13 points. Where are they getting 17 and how can they hold the Chiefs to under 27? The Raiders' defense isn't as good as New England, and New England only held them to 27, and they, New England forced two turnovers.
Again, spread 10.5, total 40.5. That'll be the first game tomorrow, standalone in the 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 Eastern window there. Looking to today, though, coming up later on this afternoon, the Arizona Cardinals and Bears going head-to-head. I'm surprised that Arizona didn't get a little bit more love because I, I the, the final score last week against San Francisco, obviously they end up pulling away. They covered the big number, but the Cardinals were able to do a lot of good yeah. things and force a lot of missed tackles from that stout San Francisco defense. They're getting four in this spot against Chicago. And it's jockeyed around. It was four and a half. It's come down to four. I agree with you. Look, they ran the ball really effectively against San Francisco. They put 436 yards. They scored 29 points against a good defense. Now, you could say the Niners took them lightly. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But they were able to hang in there. And this bear Excuse me, Stormy. I'm... You know, this cold, we're in the cold and flu season. Oh, absolutely. Besides the season of perpetual hope, we're in the cold and flu season. Anyway, (laughs) so back to the 49ers and and back to the Cardinals. I mean, Murray wasn't even good. He wasn't great in the game, made a few plays. They ran for more yards than they threw for. And this bear defense is good. They played much better, but they have made mistakes offensively. And if the Cardinals are able to create a couple turnovers – I think it certainly gives them an advantage. I'm surprised it hasn't moved to slightly, maybe under four. I think that's really kind of where it's going to go. This is a big game for the Bears. It's a huge game for the Bears because it's a game that I think everybody expects the Bears to win. I think the Cardinals are a little bit of a pesky opponent. In a huge game for the two people in Circus Survivor who are on Justin Fields in this spot, how, how would you be feeling today if your fate was in the hands of Justin Fields and the Bears against Arizona? No chance. No chance. There's no way I would do it. I would play some other game. There's no way I would do it because I don't trust him to not turn the ball over in the fourth quarter. Look, he's turnover prone in the fourth quarter, and you worry about it. I mean, last week he had three turnovers. I mean, let's be clear here. Last week against against Cleveland, everybody thinks they should have won the game. They had no business being in the game. Cleveland dominated them. They got 14 points from, from the Chicago Bear defense. That's where they got their points from. Jim Schwartz neutralized this offense completely. They got three points. And when he had a chance to win the game, he couldn't do it. So, look, I think this is a game they can win. But if Murray plays well and throws the ball effectively and moves around and they don't control him in the pocket, the, the Cardinals will be a tough out. Look, they went into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. Say whatever you want. That's not an easy place to play, right? And so they went in there. And, you know, it's it's a hard game to play. I, I don't know, you know, the weather's not going to be a real factor in this game. So it gives them an opportunity. Let's go to Browns, Texans. The Joe Flacco renaissance continues, Michael. Um, CJ Stroud is out. Case Keenum going to be back in there after leading the Texans to the overtime win a week ago. Nico Collins, it looks like, expected to be back. He's trending towards playing from all reports, but still no tank Dell in this spot. Without either Dell or Stroud the last three games, they have been bottom five in just about every offensive category there is. How do you think that this one's going to play out against a Browns defense that you know likes to wreak some havoc? Well, but they're not great on the road, right? So the Browns defense on the road has struggled. You know, when you go back and look at them against Indianapolis, when they were kind of when they were healthier, Indy moved the ball at will on them. Indy had 456 yards on the road on them. How about the Rams who just dominated them on the road in terms of the score? The score wasn't as indicative as the game. It was 36 to 19. It was a closer game. Rams won it in the fourth, but the Rams just moved the ball up and down the field, ran for 120 yards. Right? When they play home, they're a different team. 
in Denver. I mean, Denver moved the football effectively, and Denver's not an explosive offense. But I think now that Schwartz has been able to watch Case Keenum and see how they want to operate their offense with Keenum as opposed to C.J. Stroud, he has a better understanding of how to attack them. This game really comes down to the health of both teams, right? Both teams are really beat up. The Browns offensively and defensively. Now, it sounds like they're going to have three of their starting five offensive linemen for the game, which is really a lot of help. That can help them. And if Flacco doesn't turn this ball over, I think the Browns win this game. I think the Browns are the better team. I think the Browns can really control Case Keenum. And if Ward plays and takes away the receiver, I think they have a great opportunity to win this game because I just don't know if Case Keenum can match it in in terms of four quarters. Last week against – really, they got very fortunate last week against Tennessee – he throws an interception that Dalton Schultz took away from the, the corner and made it into a play. So I think it's a hard game for the to Texans, especially with Keenum in the second game where they have a really good idea. Plus, remember, Schwartz is very good against the Kyle Shanahan offense. He takes away the boots at Nakeds, and he forces you to throw from the pocket. Yeah, and uh, it appears that the betting public is with you thinking that the Browns have a good shot to win and cover the three in this game. 74% of bets, 80% of the handle on the Browns. And I wouldn't hate targeting some Joe Flacco overs, maybe attempts, maybe passing yards. They've been pretty pass-heavy with him leading that offense, and we know the Texans' pasty isn't particularly remarkable. We have one more game that we didn't get to. I would like to say I saved the best for last, but... Not quite what it is. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. If you're looking for a gift that keeps on giving, there's nothing quite like an NBA special at DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSEN. That's DraftKings Sportsbook using the code VSIN, V-S-I-N, the crown is yours. Alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Tony coming to you from coast to coast. Michael out of his office in Jersey. I'm here at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Thanks for hanging out with us here on VSIN and DraftKings Network. And I feel bad about the way that I teased this game before the break. I said... You know, usually we try to save the best for last, and maybe that didn't <laughs> happen here. Um, you know what? Every football game is a win, so let's get to yeah. it. The Commanders and Jets going head-to-head, Michael. Jets laying three, total 37 in this one. Two teams that have struggled mightily this year. I'm looking at just the the recent history for the Jets, who have lost six of their last seven, including getting shut out 30 to nothing at Miami this past week. And it doesn't get a whole lot better for the Commanders, who are on a five-game losing streak. They've lost seven of their last eight. Their lone win in that time, week nine, 20 to 17 against the New England Patriots, who haven't exactly been something to write home about this year. What are you making of this matchup? Well, I mean, look, their they, starting center, Tyler Larson's out. They're starting, they're starting running back, Brian Robinson's out. They're starting left tackle, Charles Leno's out. In an offense that isn't very good to begin with, all they do is throw it all over the lot. You're going against a Jet team playing at home. you got to think that the Jets, can, if they can do anything offensively and not turn the ball over, now that's doing anything offensively is a mouthful there because for the Jets, it's hard to do something. Right. I mean, think about this, Stormy. They haven't had they've had 20 first downs one time this season. 20 first downs. Last week they had 11 first downs against the Miami Dolphins. 11. I mean, 
And and that's not, you know that was their lowest of the year. They've had five. They've had six games where they get twelve first downs. Twelve. I mean, some teams get six first downs on a drive. They get that's that's what they get for the game. I mean, this offense is not just bad. It's just not because they have a third string, four string, six string quarterback. This offense is bad from its design to its production. Right? They they can't make any plays. They got all this talent, Gabriel Wilson, and they've got all these players, Brees Hall, and they can't get the ball. They can't make any plays. In the last in the last seven weeks, the most they've run for is 108 yards, and they did that against Las Vegas in a loss. I mean, they haven't had they've had two games where they've run the football, Denver and the opener against Buffalo, because they made big plays. They can't run the ball, they can't block. But to me, they seem like the better team compared to Washington because Washington's got offensive line issues. We know their defense, once they've traded Sweat and Young, they can't rush the passer and they can't cover anybody. I mean, they can't cover anybody. And with Rivera taking over on the defense, that hasn't gotten any better. So, you know, this is one of those games that that you really got to be a Jet fan or you have to be a Commanders fan to want to watch it because these are two really bad teams. And you – Two teams that have, haven't even come close. I mean, the Commanders are 32nd in the league in points allowed and 32nd in yards. Well, and, and you alluded to the quarterback situation. It is Trevor Simeon starting with Zach Wilson still dealing with a concussion. But as we talk about that Washington defense, it can't cover anybody. We know how rough their secondary is. And I mentioned this earlier. Unfortunately, with Trevor Simeon in their quarterback, I'm like, okay, but can you actually take advantage of all the issues that this defense has? I don't know. So this was I a, don't know either. This was a stay away game for me. Everything oh. everything tells you that maybe this should have an advantage over this, and there's just nothing you can actually count on. So I'm staying away from it. It seems like folks like Washington in the spot getting the points. Um, 73% of bets, 78% of handle, rolling with the commanders. I can't get there. I'm staying away. Total in this game, 37. Now, let's go from that lump of coal to another gift that you have wrapped for us this holiday season. Michael Lombardi's updated power ratings, your top 10 teams in the National Football League right now. And let's start at the top with, guess who? The San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, not a hard thing to do. I mean, everybody kind of knows that they're the best team in the league by far. And I I think there is a, there certainly is a gap. We know that. There's a gap between the two teams. But I, I think when you look at the gap, I mean, Baltimore has numbers that played really well all year long. They have been very effective. They haven't been out of my top five for a long time, just based on what it takes to win games. And when you have the lead as much as Baltimore has in the first half, first going into the fourth quarter, you're doing a lot of things well. And I think Buffalo has really moved up. I mean, Buffalo now is my third-ranked team. They have improved, especially defensively, and we didn't see it as much. But last night when the game was on the line, they came through. Dallas moved down a little bit. Kansas City stays in there because of their ability to play defense, turn the ball over. Miami has constantly risen. They have, you know, the Jacksonville game kind of hurt them a little bit, the two-minute defense at the end of the game, allowing Tennessee and Will Levis to go down the field. But this tennis, this Miami defense is really good. They've got to stay healthy, and I think that's been the concern. And then Philadelphia. I mean, look, Philly is uh, really a team that is different. They're not as good in the offensive line this year as they were. Hertz reads the rush. He runs out of there. They can't play from in front. And defensively, they can't get off the field on third down. And so, again, they've got to be able to win with their front. Last year, I said this all year, if you can block them, you're going to throw it on them. And Kansas City in the Super Bowl did that. They were down 10 points in the second half, and they came back and won that Super Bowl because Kansas City blocked them. 
And they went ahead and re-signed Slay. They went ahead and re-signed Bradbury to contracts. And these guys are not cover guys. They're just not. It won't show up today. It won't show up against Arizona. It won't show up against the Giants. But when they go against good teams, they can't play man-to-man. We saw it against Seattle. Seattle just was able to make plays even when they had Metcalf doubled. So I think Philly's a concern. Detroit, same thing here. Detroit's yet to prove to me they're good on defense. The Rams have moved up. I just don't know if the Rams can play a game, a full game against a team that can match up with them in a chess match. Where where McVay gets an advantage is when he can run the football on you and he can control the line of scrimmage with the run, then he's a very dangerous offensive coach. By the way, I didn't get to see you because I had the day off on Thursday um, to like discuss the game and do all of the things. But I was so happy and relieved because we were talking about how much anxiety you get when you like a side, but then the public is all over a side too. Yeah. That it ended up, I stuck to my guns. I bet the Rams. I was so pumped up that it ended up working out. And I, I, I'm with you. Like, I have a lot of optimism about this team. I think what Sean McVay has done this year has been remarkable with that team. They're another team that's already gone over their season win total because they were so doubted at the beginning of the year, thought they were going to be terrible. Um, it's been fun to watch. I'm very curious to see if they can get a spot in the playoffs and do something. And if it ends up coming down to that regular season finale against San Francisco, how the 49ers might handle that. I There's a lot that's going to go into these next couple weeks, and I'm really excited about it. But two other teams that are in your top 10 are facing off this week in Miami and Dallas. How much do you think we're going to learn in this game? Like, is one of those teams going to separate themselves and show, hey, we're not a pretender. We're going to put ourselves in a good position these last few weeks for the playoffs. The problem with making that assessment is, are both these teams healthy? Particularly both teams have offensive line concerns. I think that's the big issue here. You know, Tyron Smith, if he's going to play, we're going to get the inactives here any minute. We should. You know, well, he plays at 425, so we won't get his. But to me, that's the concern. And Dallas's defense has got to take a step up. Look, you're not going to play man-to-man against Tyreek Hill if, in fact, he plays. We're seeing a lot of line movement towards Dallas this morning, which indicates maybe he's not going to play. Don't want to say – don't want to rule him out, but usually line movement that happens kind of does that. And we've got ones and ones and a half. It was two yeah. and a half when you and I started the show today. So I, I think to me, we're not going to learn everything about these two teams because both teams are not healthy, Right. And But what we're going to learn about is can Dallas play on the road, on grass, with a better style defensively? Because they don't have any excuses defensively. They say, well, Hankins isn't hurt. He's hurt. Against the, against the Miami Dolphins, you're not talking about playing down the middle of the team with physicality. You've got to set the edge on both sides. They want to run the ball outside. They're really not going to run it down your throat inside. They want to get the corner and take it to the house. So this game, where Dallas is defensively, I think we're going to learn a lot about them. Meanwhile, offensively, Dak Prescott, number four in your top five quarterbacks. you got Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Prescott, and Lamar Jackson in that order. And I could not help but laugh when I looked at your bottom five. It's actually just number 32, and you have five yeah. guys tied for number 32. I mean, how do you split up bad? How do you split up bad? <laughs> I mean, I had Mason Rudolph in there, and he's actually will move out of there because he did play well. But, the, the, you know, some of these teams, the Jets quarterbacks, the Patriots quarterbacks, I mean, they're just horrible. I mean, they're just not good enough. No. And they not only do they play poorly, they turn the ball over. They basically help the other team win. 
Because you mentioned Mason Rudolph there, 290 yards passing, the most by a Steelers quarterback all season, also had two touchdowns, no picks as a team, turnover-free football. They just looked like a different unit. And all yeah. the yards after catch for George Pickens, given the week that he's had when everybody was talking trash about him, I'm sure he's pretty happy that he was able to, to back himself up a little bit in that spot. Looks like as well, Kenny Pickett recovering from that tightrope surgery could be back upcoming. They've got... At Seattle on New Year's Eve, at Baltimore to close out the regular season. We are going to close out the program when we come back here on the Lombardi line. Michael is going to run through each and every game, give his official picks and leans. You will not want to miss it. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Juice Reel is a free betting intelligence app and tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one place, delivers in-depth analytics on your betting history, and so much more. Juice Reel, you've got access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all users. This in-depth betting analytics tool with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning betters, fade the losers. Find out for yourself, though. Download Juice Reel today. Juice like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. Download the free app in the Apple app store or google play store it's free juice real juice r-e-e-l all right we are wrapping things up on this week 16 nfl edition of the lombardi line stormy bonantoni michael lombardi with you it is time to run the board we're gonna get michael's leads and picks on every single game my friend the gift that keeps on giving let's unwrap some winners starting with the detroit lions visiting the minnesota vikings detroit hoping to clinch their first division title for the first time since 1993 we've seen this line tick down a bit lions laying two and a half total 47. I, i'm gonna go with the home team here i'm gonna take the points i, I just think brian flores will do a good job defensively i think this is going to be a field goal game i wish you still could get the three but I like Minnesota here. I do think you can move the ball on this Lions defense. I don't think that's a revelation. 
and I think that Kevin O'Connell is a really good play caller. I think he'll get Nick Mullen grooved in, and protection is going to be the key. But I like Minnesota. I like Minnesota to create some turnovers, and I think it, it'll, it'll play out in the fourth quarter. I think it's a close game. I'll take the points. Yeah, if we know one thing about that Brian Flores defense, he said they're going to rush, rush the passer. How about uh, Tennessee and Seattle? Geno Smith versus Ryan Tannehill. Seattle laying three on the road. You know, I'm surprised this line hasn't moved down a little bit because of Tannehill playing. But I just think, to me, I think I'm going to lay the points here with Seattle. I don't trust ten- Tennessee defensively is beat up. They can't cover anybody. It's going to be a hard matchup. If Geno Smith gets protected, which he should, uh, he's going to throw the ball all over the place. And I think Seattle can make enough plays on defense to create some problems for Tannehill. Look, if Derrick Henry goes off and has a 200-yard rushing day and Seattle doesn't get the football, the handicap will be wrong. But I do think Seattle is the better team, and it, and it matches up well against a secondary that can't cover. Total in that game, 42-and-a-half. Now, how about those Carolina Panthers coming off their second wow. win of the season against Atlanta? They keep on what taking timing. money. We're down to three-and-a-half hosting the Green Bay Packers. I was Packers. just going to say that. What timing you had when you put that in there. It's three-and-a-half now. It's all over three-and-a-half. The money has poured in. This was six. At the, at, at, uh, really, on Thursday, it was six. Russo took it in our contest and laid six. Now it's three and a half. Finally, wow. you're getting the better of a number against this guy. Finally. Oh, my God. I'm sure he's going to complain about this all day. Uh, look, I think, I still think it's a field goal game. I'll take Carolina in the three and a half. I think Carolina's still playing hard. I think they can run the football. I think their defense is really good. And so I, I, even though Jai Alexander is going to play, Reed isn't going to play. And Reed's a really good receiver for Green Bay. Really makes a difference. I'll start getting the Big Daddy texts about uh, 110 about how bad they are. So I, I'm going to take the – I'll take the points. Christian Watson's still out as well for the Packers. How about that Falcons team, though, that Carolina knocked off last week 9-7? They are hosting Indy, lay in three, total 44. Line was one and a half to start off with. I took it with Russo at two and a half. I liked it. It's three now. Uh, look, I, the lot, the Falcons games are always up, down, in, out, everywhere. You know, the, but this is a game they should be able to move the ball on the Colts. And I think their defense is better than we think it is in Atlanta. They get a lot of guys back. Their offensive line is finally healthy this week, plus their defensive line is healthy. I'll take Atlanta, lay the points. Another Case Keenum game in Houston with C.J. Stroud still in the concussion protocol, hosting the Browns. They're getting three at home, total 40. Yeah, I'm going to go take the Brownies here just because I think the Brownies are going to be a little bit healthier. I think Schwartz does a really good job against this Kyle Shanahan offense, which as we've seen over the last four weeks, even when Stroud was playing, it has not been the same offense. They have not been explosive. We know Nico Collins is going to dress, but with Tank Dell being out, they've lost that explosive guy out on the edge. So I'm going to take, I'll take the I'll take the Brownies and lay the points here. Flacco's got to protect the ball. And I think Stefanski has to do a good job of protecting Flacco. Like, they've got to find a way to run the ball and not let Flacco get in position where he's going to lose the game for him. For this next one, you said you really got to be a fan to sit back and have this one on your television screen. The Jets lay in three, hosting the Washington Commanders, total 37. No Zach Wilson for this one. It'll be Trevor Simeon. Well, the matchup really favors the Jets. I mean, if Simeon just doesn't make a mistake, they should be able to move the ball. They should be able to run it a little bit on the Washington. And Washington is going to have a hard time protecting how. I mean, they should be able to move the ball. If the Jets lose this game to a Washington team that's really beat up in their offensive line, that, that secondary is bad, as I've been saying all year, 
they have deeper problems than you think. I'm going to take the Jets and lay the three. I don't love it. It's a lean. This is a lean for me. But for, in that instance, I think this is a matchup that favors the Jets, especially when you play Washington that really, you know, they can't protect their passer and your defensive front should be able to win the game. Yeah, they can't protect the passer and boys, that defense bad, despite Ron Rivera being a defensive guy. In Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence has had three injuries this year where his status was in doubt late in the week. Now it looks like he's going to have started all three of them as his streak continues. They go from a three-point dog to a a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Tampa. I'm going to take the Jags. Russo took it in the contest. I liked it. I think it's a good play. I I think the Jags play better at home. On the road, excuse me. I think they'll take advantage of this. I know they miss Jay Jones. I know they don't have Christian Kirk. I think think ATN's got to have a good day today to fill the gap. But I do think they'll put pressure on Mayfield. I think Mayfield will struggle in the game. I'll take Jacksonville, lay the one and a half, feel like they can come and win this game. It's a critical game for them. They've got to do it. We had a pretty stunning sharp move in this Cowboys-Dolphins game. Started two and a half earlier in hour one. Now the Dolphins laying just one against the Cowboys. Total 48. Where do you lean? I I lean Dallas here just because I think, to me, I I just think Dallas can rush the passer. Uh, I don't know if Dallas can move the football effectively. But I think in a physical game, I'm going to go Dallas's defense here to create some problems. I'm not sure. I think this line moved because there's something maybe with Hill. It's the only reason. It was going in another direction, and now it's came all the way back. I'll take Dallas here. Yeah, initial reports were that Tyreek was expected to play. Could it be Tyreek? Could it be Zach Martin, as I was talking with John Goulet about in the commercial break? Offensive line, I don't know. I haven't seen anything on Twitter just yet. But again, the line sitting one, total 48. The Arizona Cardinals, I thought might be getting a little bit more love, but it doesn't appear that way. They're getting four in Chicago, taking on the Bears, total 42. I'm going to take the Cardinals here. I take the four. I think it'll be a field goal game. And I'll count on the Bears turn the ball over in the fourth quarter to give me either a backdoor cover or to actually win the game outright. I think the Bears are playing much better defensively, but still they turn the ball over too much offensively. Cardinals have been resourceful. I think they'll run the football. I'll take the points. As we move it forward to the final game of the day, Patriots in mile high taken on the Broncos. Denver lane seven and a half points in this spot. And a lot of folks in Survivor are rolling with the Broncos. They need that dub. What do you make of the spread? Well, the spread has been a reverse line movement. Nobody's really played the Broncos, and yet the line keeps trending that way. I think this Patriot team's beat up. And when you play a team that relies on turnovers against a team that loves to give the ball away, I'm going to take the team that's that 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 get, that that creates the turnovers. I'll take Denver and lay the points yeah, here. No Hunter Henry, no Ramondre Stevenson, no Juju Smith-Schuster for New England. Going to tomorrow, Christmas Day, Raiders, Chiefs, Kansas City laying double digits. That number up to 11 now, total 40 and a half. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs here. I, I'm surprised this hasn't ticked up a little bit. Oh, it's up to 11 now. Yep. It was 10 or most of the week. I'll take the I'll take the 11. I'll take the 10. Uh, I'll lay the 11. I just don't see how the Raiders are going to score. I really don't. I mean, they didn't score against Minnesota. Why are they going to score on the road against a Chief defense that's similar? I'll take the I'll take the Chiefs and lay the points. Another huge spread. Eagles looking for a get-right game, laying 13 and a half against their division. Giants total 43. What do you think? I'm going to lay the points here. I take. Mm. I don't see how the Giants and Tommy Cutlets comes into Philly. You know, I'm sure he'll make it a peanut appearance over at Tony Luke's, which is world famous for their chicken cutlets. Maybe those two should meet. And uh, but I, I just don't see the Giants moving the ball on them. I, I know yeah. Philly's not a great team, 
But I, I think this Philly team will focus, and I think they'll want to make a statement. I like Philly here. Yeah, they're going to be focused. Tommy's enjoying this 15 minutes of fame maybe a little bit too much. How about the yes. biggest game of the week? No question, a potential Super Bowl matchup. Ravens, 49ers, San Francisco laying six at home. I'm going to take the six in Baltimore. I think San Francisco wins the game, but I think they're disrespecting the Ravens here a little bit. I think the Ravens are still a good team. And I think the Ravens will use being the dog, even though everybody says they don't talk about the line. I think the Ravens will use this as complete motivation. And I think it'll help them. I think it's a really field goal game. And if they have the lead in the fourth quarter, if the Ravens have the lead in the fourth quarter by more than three or more points, watch out. The official plays, Michael, Falcons, you're laying the two, Ravens plus six, and you already won on the Steelers yesterday, so congrats for getting the head start on this week. And I know everybody's been dying to know my teaser. My teaser of the day. We're bringing the Ravens up. We're pumping up those numbers and what you just said you anticipate to be a close game. And how about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing them up as well against the Jacksonville Jaguars? That's that's the one. That's the one. Awesome stuff as always, Michael. I'm for you. Merry Christmas, Stormy. Thank you for everything. Merry Christmas to you. Appreciate you. And we will keep the fun rolling with the pregame power-up. Brent Musburger coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.